Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, is government-hating, Fed-hating, Christmas-hating mm-hmm. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Ready for Dumb Bleep of the Week, a special episode on this Tuesday. It's typically we do this at the end of the week, but, you know, with the holidays and stuff and Nate's crazy schedule, uh, you know, <laughs> going back and forth all the time. Well, I left early last week, and so we didn't get to do one last week um, before, you know, on Friday beforehand, and a lot of dumb stuff happened over that time. Many, many uh, dumb things. Crazy amount. Yes. Because people are busy. Doing Christmas things. Yes. And other holiday things that they do yeah. during that time. Yes. And so there were quite a few dumb things. And since we have Dumb Bleep of the Year coming I up. basically broke my ankle. That's right. Mm-hmm. How is your ankle? It hurts still. It's uh, different colors. Actually, mm-hmm. my whole foot. It's all kinds of different colors. Nice. And uh, the swelling's gone down a little bit, though. And today I was able to wrestle on some boots and keep it tight. And uh, I've been in one of those like aircast boots. Yeah. Um, and uh, luckily, though, went to the dock and there's no brakes. So it wasn't broken. That's good. My ankle wasn't broken. So you were just being like kind of wimpy about it then? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Good. So well, anyway, this is Good Morning Liberty, by the way. We talk about life, liberty, Charlie's ankle, pursuit of meaning, the pursuit of better ankles mm. and dumb stuff, and we vote on it a lot. Today is a day where we vote on some of the dumb stuff, so it can go into the final. We, we've got people voting, and the voting is still open. If you're listening, you can still go to joingmail.com. You can still get in on the voting for Dumb Bleep of the Year, which is going to be on Thursday, not Friday, because Charlie has family Christmas on Friday, like still. that matters. You know, yeah. I, I thought we were done with this. Speaking of Christmas... I got to ask the live group here. Does anybody else do a baby Jesus cake <laughs> and sing happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas? No. Does anybody else do that? Anybody else? Does that mean that you do that? My my wife does. So, oh. yes. So, yeah, we do that. Huh. Apparently, now, I, I didn't know this growing up, but my dad's side of my family is all Catholic. I think it's a Southern Catholic thing. Mm. So, my wife, Southern Catholic from Florida... My dad's family, because I noticed one of my cousins post on Facebook singing happy birthday to Jesus, but I don't remember doing that when we went to Louisiana for Christmas, but apparently it's a, yeah, it's a baby Jesus cake and it's a, it's a Catholic Southern thing and uh, it's interesting. So we sang happy birthday to Jesus this weekend, uh, just so you know, it was good with a funfetti cake. Like, did That's, you actually sing happy birthday aloud? Yes. Out loud. Like the whole, th- huh. the whole song. Couldn't you have just like stood there silently and everyone just agree? Yeah. To sing it in your heart. <laughs> it's, you know? Yeah. Could have. You could have just felt it in your heart. But no, with. this was, this was out loud. Okay. And I, I'm not saying it's weird. I just didn't know if anybody else did it. Listen, if you do this, if anyone at home does this, I'm not trying to have a bad attitude. You do you. You do your Jesus stuff that you want, whatever it is. And if you want to sing happy birthday to baby Jesus, that's totes fine. Are you saying you hate Jesus? No, no. I've just accepted the fact that December 25th is not actually Jesus's birthday. Mm. And uh, so it just feels kind of weird. You know, we celebrate the time that you have lied to your children and told them the, the rosy picture here 
that an old, fat, bearded man is going to break into your home. And as long as you didn't do anything that he didn't like throughout the whole year, he's going to give you whatever it is that you want, your, your heart desires, anything for free. He can do it for everyone. It's great. That's what we celebrate. All on the same night. Yeah. Yeah. And like 14 hours total is what you got to work with right there. Millions of kids. So anyway, hey, we had Christmas. Let's get through some of these dumb bleeds because there are quite a few of them. Also... Sorry, the best. No, it's fine. We we got to get caught up. No, the best holiday of the year is not Christmas, folks. It's Festivus. <laughs> so I hope everyone had a good Festivus. I didn't get to. I didn't look at Rand Paul's Festivus this Which, year. Which, by the way, is is a real thing in some cultures. Oh yeah, like in Peru, the old the old Quechua down there in Peru. Seinfeld really big down there. It's a, there's a literal Festivus okay. where people call each other out in the village for things they did that year, and they have a legit fist fight. And then they all drink afterwards. It's, it's awesome. I'm going to need to fact check that. It's fact check it. It's real. I'm going to need it. Let's uh, someone pull up Chat GPT. And I think <laughs> that the um, the we should introduce this into the American culture. Okay. You know, we should air out a grievance with somebody in our village, and then have an actual fist fight. I mean, there's pictures of women punching women square <laughs> in the jaw. I've got to find it for you. It's legit. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Okay. It's an actual real thing. You heard it here first, folks, probably. I don't know. I did, at least. I heard it here first. Wouldn't it be cool if you could, like, punch Nancy Pelosi in the jaw legally? Which you would never do, and you're not asking anyone to do that either. No, of course no. I would never you're do saying something like, like if that. If she requested that you did that. Well, for Festivus, maybe. Yeah. Like, if it was a real thing. Dumb bleep number one. Dumb bleep number one, we're not going to go through everything in the bill because we don't know what's in the bill and neither do the people who voted on it. We're just going to mention, wow, there really are pictures here of Festivus. I'm telling I, you. You know, I wonder if people listening to the show right now, they're like, oh my God, just do number one. Well, dumb bleep's coming. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, every December 25th, inhabitants. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I don't see the word Festivus there, but uh, still... I mean, it is an area of grievances. Yes, it, look like. it okay. is. Legit, right. legit punches, too. Don't believe number one goes to this $1.7 trillion spending bill that was passed over your Christmas holiday weekend in order to avert a government shutdown, which would just be the worst, just scariest environment imaginable yeah. that you can go through. Literally Santa really Claus. Tough. This was done by Santa Claus. This is Santa coming in saying, hey, whatever you guys want, don't worry about it. It's free. The elves are going to work on it. Everything's fine. And so we got $1.7 trillion, including, I believe, 18 Republicans crossed the aisle to vote for this. Um, great, great job, everyone. This one, I don't know, this one bothers me because I really didn't hear anyone talk in favor of this thing. I don't know any real people that talked in favor of this. And we're like, oh, man, we got to get this $1.7 trillion. We got to get this thing and this. No one even knew what was in the thing. Like, really, they didn't, except for all the money for the military and some of the other spending, you know, the other half of the bill, whatever they, it was. They literally got it at, like, what, midnight? They got they... it on Monday or Tuesday of last week, and they had to pass it, I believe, by Thursday so it could be signed on Friday. And it was a 4,100-page bill that it would be a physical impossibility for, to, for it to actually be read, especially for it to be understood or for anything to be challenged. In the bill. Or amended. Yeah. And we have no clue what's actually in it. There's a few things. We know some of the big $858 billion for the military. 
that spending just keeps going up because we have to have it, you know. And it just really bothers me because does anyone actually think that this is what the people wanted, that this is what our, you know, this is democracy. This is what the people wanted. We had to get this $1.7 trillion out of here because this it was for the people and this is exactly what they wanted. Well, especially for Ukraine. Yeah, we had to do that. Yeah. More on Ukraine here in a bit because it's going to get its own. There's an additional $45 billion to the war effort in Ukraine. Very important stuff. Here are the Republicans that voted for this thing. Uh, Roy Blunt, Boozman from Arkansas, uh, Shelley Capito, or Capito. I don't know how they say it down there in West Virginia. Susan Collins, uh, Tom Cotton is on there. Lindsey Graham. Well, how about that? Mm. Never found the war that he did not want other people to go fight. Mitch McConnell was also on that thing. Mitt Romney and a bunch of other people. Tom Cotton, maybe that's a little bit more surprising. Why is the big question that a lot of people would like to ask. Why, when in January, Republicans take control of the House, they could have much more negotiation on the bill. Yes, Democrats will be taking control completely over the Senate, but they essentially already have control over it already. So why rush this one through right now when Republicans would have way more say-so in like two weeks? Because they can blame. Because they can blame it because no one actually cares and because a bunch of the Republicans actually want the funding for Ukraine to go into the bill and they don't they don't know what some of these a couple MAGA Republicans are going to do. They're too worried. They don't even know who's going to be running the House of Representatives for the majority over there. And so they got to get this out of the way be- because that's the only way they're going to get some of their little projects in that they mm. want. It's all fake. It's fake. It is. And they just keep lying in their pockets. I know. And we keep falling for it. Like this guy, Mitt Romney, super fake guy over here. Let's hear what he had to say about this great bill. Let me explain why I think it makes sense to vote for this omnibus bill. First, I'm convinced that this will cost less money than if we kick the can down the road until next year. The House Republicans... Now, first off, I just... Okay, he's convinced this will cost less money than kicking the can down the road two, three weeks until next year. Well, at this rate of inflation, he might be right. <laughs> when <laughs> when Republicans would be able to set more of the priorities to go in the bill. But of course, Democrats, they're in the Senate. They're going to have to agree on it. But they're still saying that Democrat House, Democrat Senate is going to be less money than Republican House compromising with Democrat Senate to give them something that they would still vote for, that that's going to end up costing a lot more money. That... I ain't sure that boat hunts. Well, he's convinced of it. They say is. that they want to craft a budget, but they haven't yet been able to select a speaker. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to take on the budget for this year as well as the next year at the same time. And by the way, even if they could take on those two things at the same time, it'd need Democrats in the Senate to pass it. And so in the final analysis, I'm convinced that if we don't pass this omnibus, we're going to see a deal that costs more money. So this omnibus will cost less than if we don't pass it. And by the way, the omnibus of $1.7 trillion is about one-third of government spending. It's not the whole government spending. It's one-third. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, entitlements are two-thirds. And it's the two-thirds of federal spending that's adding to our deficit and debt. It's all of it that's adding to the deficits yeah. and debt. No, but it's the other thing. It's the other stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, these, it's the entitlements, the Medicare and Medicaid, the, all that. Social Security. It's all the other things. It's not yeah. 
This third doesn't add to the debt. Mm-mm. I like how they can just come on camera and just just seriously gaslight you. I know it's. This, just, by the way, if you listen to his voice, it kind of sounds like Robert Reich. Just straight into like straight to your face. Mm-hmm. You know. He also says that we have to have the military spending. I'm gonna. We're gonna get into the. Um, all right, let's get into this deterrent. And because we've fallen behind Russia and China in technologies like hypersonics. The domestic spending in the bill grows at 5%. Now, hold on a second. I've got to go back to this. The things that are in it. Military spending is going to go up by 9.5%. I agree with that because of Russia and China's aggression and because of our depleted and decaying Navy, Air Force, and ground based nuclear deterrent. Decaying. This constant emergency. Like we're they're just falling apart out there. Mm-hmm. If we don't yeah. spend if we don't spend almost a trillion dollars every single year, these boats, the most expensive pieces of machinery that ever devised and created by men, man, are just gonna fucking fall apart. They're decaying. That's how great they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we what's the amount of money we could spend that would make them last a little bit longer? That's what I want to know. More. More. The answer is more. <laughs> About nine and a half percent more. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, <laughs> these people. We don't have to listen anymore. To that mess over there. Don't believe number one mm-hmm. goes to Republicans deciding I mean, that they want one point seven trillion dollars. Omnib- omnibus. The omnibus. Listen, it's going to keep happening. So just prepare yourself. I ain't saying that it's going to be fixed because you know why? It's because of you, not you listening. But it's because of just well, show this video to someone whose fault it is. It's not you. It's probably someone else. Uh, it's because of the person you're showing it to right now because they don't actually hold people accountable when they do this. What's going to happen? Are they going to lose votes? Are they, in two years, are people going to be like, oh, remember that $1.7 trillion omnibus from no. uh, the end of 2022? No, they're going ca- to campaign on being conservatives yeah. and how they're going to have to rein in government spending. They weren't able to do anything because Democrats controlled the Senate yeah. and the White House. Couldn't, couldn't blame them for anything. Mm. We're trying to be conservative over here. Meanwhile, they're like, oh, yeah, let's sneak through a whole bunch of money before we get going. Yep. And it'll work. It will. And people will, will show up and vote for him. Okay. Because the Democrats are going to be worse. Number two. Don't bleep number two. Did you see that? Uh, I did see these pictures, yeah. So, how, what, treason, what are your thoughts? Honestly. Okay, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah. So, Zelensky, uh, sorry if you're not watching the video, Zelensky giving a speech in a sweatshirt. In a sweatshirt to Congress. <laughs> That's the treasonous aspect of the yeah. whole thing, right? Uh, and if, it, darn it, if it's not the Speaker of the House and the Vice President of the United States holding up it, a Ukrainian flag in the halls yeah. and of Congress. This poor peon over here with a mask on. You yeah. know that person, <laughs> they're screwed. They yeah. just get people drinks and stuff. Uh, yep. How does that make, I mean, how does that make you, why is that so weird? I mean, it's not as bad as Jan 6. You know, (laughs) those people had American flags. It's true. It's true. Yeah, you don't want those. No. As long as you hold up a, (laughs) as long as you hold up another country's flag in the halls of Congress, then it's completely fine. I guess it, I guess it brings out some of the nationalism that, that, I mean, you still have, like you want America. All all of these guys are, they're in gals. They're just laughing all the way to the bank. They are. That's what they're doing. The whole thing's a racket. It's, yeah, they're just, I bet they sit in their houses at night, their mansions, drinking a cold one. I bet, you know, Kamala and Nancy Pelosi, they both probably drink Cosmopolitans and Zelensky's down in some 
some expensive, I don't know, uh, whiskey. And they all got cigars and they're just <laughs> laughing, laughing at how people buy into this shit. Of course they are. They're just, <laughs> look, my bank account went up by another hundred million dollars. <laughs> and, uh, Nancy's like, well, that's cool. You know, I just made a trade and got a billion and Zelensky's laughing at all of them. Like, well, that's cool. We, you guys have paid us $200 billion now. This is literally like, uh, Raytheon and Northrop and Lockheed. They send their best lobbyists to Washington to give a speech in the halls of Congress and people just holding up the flag afterward. It is, this is just the biggest fake racket I've ever seen, which means that we are pro Putin. That's what that means when you're against that. Uh, by the way, just some of the other scenes, uh, Nancy and Zelensky awkwardly Make kissing <laughs> a little bit. He, he was like, oh my gosh, she is sloshed. <laughs> How about that? Man. Um, so that was weird too. And then there's this weird holy session going on with the lady with the red glasses. And I don't know what's going on there. I'm sure she's probably from Ukraine or whatever the imagery is that they wanted to create with this, uh, uh, this Messiah thing that's going on here. Uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure mm. what exactly what happened there. It's weird. It is very strange. I, this is weird. I don't even know how to describe it. There's this weird religious yeah. cult, almost Trumpian thing happening right now. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's yeah. So it's number two comfortable. We'll, we'll include this in number two is our favorite, uh, war hawk. Who got destroyed? Destroyed. Oh, Billy Crystal. Um, he says the anti-Ukraine right is an anti-American right because mm. if you're against Ukraine, you're against America. Obviously. How does this work? And how does he still get to say things and people still take him seriously? Please. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, I guess we'll move on because we need uh, Charlie. You got an article in here from CNN. Okay. About the uh, Electoral College. All right. CNN. Is this updated? Oh. Hang on. All right. Okay, got it. All right. Jan 6 panelist points to Electoral College reform as next priority to safeguard democracy. Because it's under attack, folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Representative Jamie Raskin is a member of the House Jan 6 Select Committee said reforming the Electoral College to ensure the presidential winner reflects the outcome of the popular vote would be the next step to safeguard democracy. The Electoral College now, which has given us five popular vote losers as presidents in our history, twice in the century alone, has become a danger, not just to democracy, but to the American people. It was a danger on Jan 6. We should elect the president the way we elect governors, senators, mayors, representatives, everybody else. Whoever gets the most votes wins. The truth is that we need to be continually renovating and improving our institutions, Raskin said. Which means we don't have any real, like, there's no found, there's no constitution, there's no institution, there's just the whim of whoever happens to win the yearly popularity contest based Mm. on the best social media advertising and virtue signaling that they could do. Yes. That's it. Mm -hmm. There is no bedrock foundation institutions of the country. And Raskin continues here. The framers of the constitution were great and they were patriots, but they didn't have the benefit of the experience that we have lived. 
and we know that the electoral <laughs> college doesn't fit anymore. They didn't. But those framers, they didn't go through Jan six. They, they didn't like, deal <laughs> the stuff that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's way worse. It's, yeah, way it, worse. They never even heard of fire hydrants before. Fire fire extinguishers before. No, the they didn't experience anything close to this catastrophe. <laughs> Including in the sweeping spending bill that Congress passed last week was a measure aimed at making it harder to overturn a certified presidential election. Raskin described the move, which would reform the 1887 Electoral Count Act, as necessary and the very least we can do and we must do. But it's not remotely sufficient, he said. We spend hundreds of millions of dollars every year exporting American democracy to other countries. And the one thing that they never come back to us with is the idea that, oh, the electoral college thing you have, that's so great. We think we'll adopt that too. Now, when he said um, exporting American democracy, I thought they meant with bombs. I think maybe they mean exports. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, they, can, they can run their countries however they, however they want. This here is America, okay? We have ourselves the electoral college because we don't want the tyranny of the majority running every single thing that we can. And also the people that they're talking about, whoever it is, I don't know, are we, are we talking about China here? I don't know what we're talking about. Do they have multiple states? Like, what's the the people that we exported democracy to? Whatever he means by that. Mm. Do they even have the system that we have? No. Do they have multiple states? They have this federalist system? Probably just like, you know, like one. Like one state. The state. I mean, Canada has like provinces. <clears throat> but They do have provinces. That's fine. But, Yeah. Uh, Raskin's remarks come just days after the select committee, which investigated the Jan six attack on the U S Capitol issued its final report, a comprehensive overview of the bipartisan panels findings on how former president Donald Trump and his allies sought to overturn the 2020 presidential election In a symbolic move. The committee in its last public meeting referred Trump to the justice department on four criminal charges. Mm-hmm. Ooh, big deal. Real big mm. deal. Yep. So this, it really, it goes against the entire idea of uh, uh, the founding of the government, the federal government itself, which is we had states and they said, you know what? We should kick in a little money together. We'll have a military. We'll do a couple of negotiations from treaties, stuff like that. And we'll have free trade between the states or whatever. And other, other, everything other than that, the states are going to do that. You know, that's pretty much it. This, it just completely ignores the whole fact that we have separate states when they say we're just going to have a popular vote count yeah. for the entire country. I mean, that's it. There's a thing called <clears throat> states' rights for mm-hmm. a reason. And it was very important in the founding of the Constitution when the states came together to say, hey, we would like a federal government. Or not like, but we need one to do certain things. And so, yeah, it's... the the. the having the state's rights is extremely important and everything, all these little small changes have all snowballed. Like the way we elect senators now 17th amendment, right? I believe so. But all these little tiny things, all these little changes have all snowballed to where we are now where they're like, Oh, straight democracy. Cause that's not tyranny. (laughs) It's uh, well, we, we talked about this a lot. We're going to have to move on because we got a bunch more stuff. Um, but yes, ditto what Charlie said. Number four, uh, U.S. has declared Texas grid emergency in Arctic blast. So we got cold weather, mm-hmm. right, over the weekend. 
And this person's tweeting. Thanks to climate change, obviously. John Iadarola. Iadarola, I don't know. He says, no one could have seen this coming again and again and again. And this is uh, an emergency in Texas or the U.S. declaring an emergency. And so this got me digging in a little bit. I don't know why. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that we lost power like a billion times over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I did some searches and I searched about this Texas grid emergency and you can see, well, Abbott faces Texas grid emergency as power plants fail. Um, Texas barely survives deep freeze. Will it survive the legislature? Uh, Texas power grid. Let's see. People are still concerned about its reliability. Uh, power grid holding despite higher than anticipated demand during deep freeze uh, has a lot to do with this emergency. Now, when I searched about almost 300,000 people being without power in Tennessee. Very, very much different. The search results on things. Um, literally, TVA, now Tennessee Valley Authority, rolling blackouts prevented worse outages. What we know, TVA ordered rolling blackouts for the first time in 90 years. TVA announces rolling blackouts are ceased after resuming. Thousands without power much of Friday. TVA says rolling blackouts are over amid record high use. Nothing about questioning TVA. Nothing about some, any mismanagementism that's mm -hmm. going on. It's all very positive. Spin it's very off. like, oh, they, these blackouts work. They prevented it from being even worse. You guys don't know what it would have been if they wouldn't have done the blackouts now. Okay? And so that's... It's very annoying to me, Tennessee Valley Authority being a federally owned electric utility and is the biggest electric utility in the country. A lot of people going on. And I uh, didn't see much of uh, anything about the fact that there are almost 300,000 people without power. I mean, we lost power. I think I counted on our doorbell thing because it, you know, it tells you, the alarm system tells you every time. We lost power six or seven times, I think, over the holiday. So did you lose power? We did. No, we're yeah. we're part of Middle Tennessee Electric. It's different. It's a co-op. We own yeah. it. Yeah, but they yeah. get power. They're still managed by TVA because they manage the whole Are they? area. Well, we All, uh, TVA has a hundred and sixty or seventy local power companies that are underneath TVA. As far as I know, I we didn't know. Maybe have not. any rolling blackouts. Okay, but we did. We lost power the first night. It got super cold. Um, but that was an issue with Middle Tennessee Electric. Could be different. Yeah. NES is managed by TVA. Yes, so it is. Mm -hmm. we, we know that, and that's what we have. Anyway, I'm not saying that it's this big problem with TVA. What, I'm, what I am saying is, what about the hypocrisy here and the one-sidedness when it comes to this, this emergency in Texas? And then I'm like, well, what does this emergency in Texas mean? Because when you read the stuff on Twitter, it looks like a bunch of people died without their power because... They had this massive grid emergency. Because of Greg Abbott. This failure in Texas because Greg Abbott. Um, this emergency is declared by the U.S. Department of Energy. And all the emergency means is that they can exceed air pollution limits to boost their generation while people are using record amounts of power. So they have to declare an emergency to remove some of the environmental, <laughs> environmental rules that are over the top of ERCOT uh, there in Texas, so they can produce as much power as they can instead of producing less power like they normally do. And that's what, the, emer the, regulations. That's what the emergency means. <laughs> it just means that they lift some of the regulations on them. That's it. <coughs> but the headline of the 
declared emergency is the thing that takes over. And every single time they need to produce more power uh, over the regulations that are put over the top of them, it's an emergency declared in Texas. I mean, kind of genius. That sounds like a climate emergency to me. It is an emergency, isn't it? Oh, isn't man. It, I also find it interesting, too, that it's because it's a state-owned Mm-hmm. versus a federally owned. And so yeah. the, the federally owned one gets a positive spin on it while the state owned, of course, by a Although Republican. I think, I think ERCOT is private, I believe, but private goes in quotations. I'm, I could be wrong on that. We talked about ERCOT quite a bit. If anyone listening knows that, was that last for year, sure. yeah. But um, it's a private public partnership. Private goes in quotations mm-hmm. because it's not really Real. private. Kind of yeah. like that Florida power and light or whatever it is. Mm. Sure, they're private. Yes. They can be, you know, the one al- private allowed. <laughs> yes. Whatever you want to call that. Not a monopoly or anything. It's just like the one that the government has allowed to operate in that area. It's private. Yeah, it's private. Okay. Next thing. You couldn't start another one if you wanted to. but <laughs> No, no, no. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Don't you wish life came with a user manual? I've needed that a lot. Trust me. Stuff goes wrong, even for myself and the other co-hosts here at Good Morning Liberty. Unfortunately, we don't get that user manual. You just kind of figure it out on your own. Hope you're making the best decisions. Maybe it's a career change or relationship. You could be a new parent. Pretty easy to get stuck. We don't have that user manual, but we do have better help. Therapists can help you figure out that whole stuck feeling, help you build better coping skills, and work through those tough decisions. I have done therapy before. Some of the best things I've done in my life, some of the best changes that I've made were because I was talking to a therapist. It was not easy when I did it. It was actually pretty tough. I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I am really glad that I did it. It's not about a therapist making decisions for you. It's about becoming a healthy version of yourself so you can make the best decisions on your own. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out the brief question there, the match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. Couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash GML. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash GML. All right, done bleep number five. Um... It's a picture, for those not watching the video, it's a picture of a little kid holding a, a gun. Needs to work on uh, trigger discipline. It's slightly. It's from Bette Midler. It's not okay. all the way in there. Bette Midler tweets this and, and uh, says, this is an example, this is an actual example of grooming. This is Kyle Rottenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he looks to be about mm, maybe nine 10, 11 years old, somewhere around there, and uh, holding an AR-style rifle, and uh, that's grooming. This is grooming. Mm. Um, and it's the same. Same as Kyle Rottenhouse. It is Kyle Rottenhouse, I believe, is what they're saying. I mean, that does actually look like him. Oh, is that actually? I think it's actually that him. Might act- yeah, yeah, okay. Then. And so actually, this this gun culture of grooming your children to learn how to shoot guns has actually led to the deaths of two innocent pedophiles. And uh, so, I'm sorry, one, I can't remember which one. Uh, That was a joke, everyone. I'm not saying that that was actual factual information. Okay, that was just a joke. But no, this grooming, 
from the time that your two kid people is, who did nothing wrong, nothing wrong, completely innocent individuals who were peacefully protesting, didn't attack anyone, a completely one hundred percent unjustified police shooting. I'm sure, right? Is this grooming, Charlie? Having your kid? I mean, so what do you mean by grooming? That's the thing. What do you mean? Like, if you try to get your kid interested in stuff at a young age? Yeah. That's I mean, grooming, yeah. I guess, according to Bette Midler. I've been shooting guns for a long time, and it's just only a matter of time. Yeah. Well, you see, That's... I was grooming my nephew last weekend to not want to wreck your car when you're driving it. You know, I was like, oh, hey, you know, this is the way that you properly drive this thing, okay? Mm. Just want to make sure. That you don't run this thing off the road. Yeah. That's grooming. I mean, not wanting them to wreck a car. Well, as soon as your nephew mows over a bunch of people protesting. True, true. You were obviously grooming them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so ridiculous. This, uh, I guess it has to go to the idea that um, uh, if you get people interested in guns or let them shoot at a young age, the problem is the guns. It has to fall back on the idea that the problem is uh, this gun culture that we have. We should take a picture of a fat person eating cake <laughs> and be like, this is an actual example of grooming a fat well, kid. I did bring, um, the, the, uh, urban dictionary example. Cause the other one just has to do with like fixing your hair and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you got that there, Charlie. All right. Grooming when a sexual or other kind of predator sets the stage for abusing another, such as child, such as a child or other person. And then, in as in this as in the case of sex and theory, human trafficking trust may give toys and or gifts and favors to the intended victim to gain trust, trust alienation setting settings, settings, the stage <laughs> for the intended victim to be, f- uh, become alienated from their primary caregivers, circles or family and community. And then fear and dependency sets up a power dynamic in which the victim feels too afraid to report the abuse, perhaps by involving the victim in activities their friends and family might judge the victim negatively for, such as drug use or even the abuse itself. I'm trying to imagine caring so deeply that your child gets to watch a guy flop his wiener around in their face on a stage wearing, you know, sparkly clothing. Like, you care so much about that that you would need to go after people who... I don't like teach their kids self-defense, you know, so they become, re- I don't know if you watched this, by the way, that this video is supposed to buy a drag queen, the video. Yeah. Yes. The video of a uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, which we talked about plenty. Rotten house. Rotten house. Dude was pretty good. I mean, he was in a high, like intense situation like that. High intensity situation. He did a good job. That's I thought he had the level attachment and he had the level. And because he, he had been groomed from a young age, <laughs> Well, that way, when he was laying on the ground, it was all level, mm-hmm. and he knew exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is still going to be, that was number five, right? Yeah, we're going to stay on uh, potentially connected, not connected. This isn't connected whatsoever. This is still number five? This is still number five, okay. only because maybe it has something to do. Uh, there's an article in here, Charlie. Okay. I don't know if you want to read it, but it's from the New York Post called, Marines are told to stop using sir and ma'am so they don't misgender their superiors. <laughs> No more, yes, sir. The U.S. Marines may ban recruits from respectively, uh, respectfully addressing senior members as sir or ma'am to avoid misgendering and offending them. Now, this is a might. This is a proposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
The woke recommendation was made in a, in a new $2 million report commissioned by the Corps from the University of Pittsburgh. The exhaustive 738-page study that the Marines first commissioned in 2020 said traditional ways of addressing superiors were holding back gender integration. <laughs> Employing gender-neutral identifiers eliminates the possibility of misgendering drill instructors, which can unintentionally offend or cause discord. How many people in the military do you think <laughs> are actually offended? There's probably been three. They're going to be, they're more offended by this article. Probably. <laughs> have you, have you guys ever hung out with military people? I just, ever? since when are they so like delicate? Oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. It's yeah. In the military. You know, maybe all the stuff I've watched, you know, all the movies are just total BS. Maybe it's all just kumbaya and yeah. milk and cookies and sharing your feelings and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> rainbows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rainbows. Yeah. Quote, by teaching recruits to use gender-neutral identifiers for their drill instructors, service, uh, services underscore the importance of respecting authoritative figures regardless of gender. The two-year study by the University of Pittsburgh's Warrior Human Performance Research Center also said that the Army, Navy, and Coast Guard effectively de-emphasize gender in an integrated environment. Instead of saying ma'am or sir, recruits in these services refer to their drill instructors using their ranks or roles followed by their last names. Yeah, but what if you misrank someone? Yes. <laughs> you know, that's got to hurt someone's feelings yeah. too, yeah. right? Gendered identifiers prime recruits to think about or visually search for a drill instructor's gender first before <laughs> their rank or role. Yeah. I'm searching for tits, you know? <laughs> But oh, here's I, what I'm wondering. I guess men have tits too. When you think about the Marines, you think about this real tough bunch. No, you don't. You know? No. Like my brother went through the training, you know? Wasn't the easiest thing in the world. Told me about the crucible. You heard of the crucible? That's what they do in like a week 10. They, you got to complete this thing, 54 hour field event. You got to make sure you go through your knowledge, skills. You got obstacle courses, outdoor survival, day and night combat. Then you got a ten mile hike into the wilderness, one of the uh, and one of the training things. And then once you get up there, you get up to the you hike into the wilderness, then they then call you by the opposite gender for like a day. They'll name you, and if you can survive the misgendering for that amount of time, then you can be one of the few and the very prideful <laughs> Marines. Yeah. That's the that's the last. That's what the crucible is. That's the last test. That's the last thing. Yeah, you know. Well, no, 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 not the last thing. That would be too much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're just gonna go through all the other stuff. Yeah, that you go through. <laughs> no, I, in the Navy SEALs, I just saw this recent documentary. Mm. Um, they actually do underwater misgendering, <laughs> <laughs> and as long that's as tough. you don't drown, mm -hmm. you know, once you're called by the wrong gender. Then you become a seal. That's when you get your trident. I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, part, listen, that's why we had to pass that bill 1.7. This is going to fix some of these problems from this depleted Navy that we mm -hmm. have right now. Crumbling yeah. mm -hmm. or cr crumbling um, infrastructure. So that's yeah. number five. We've got to move on. They're Let's also going to ban quick. drill sergeants from using the word <laughs> maggot because it sounds too closely related to... Get, oh, I thought you were going to say MAGA, which would just scare the living daylights out of those people. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, number six, we're just going to run through it. So uh, ABC, they said, life expectancy in the U.S. has fallen to the lowest level seen in 26 years. 
new federal data shows, the line starts going down uh, roughly, I would say, oh, 2020. Hmm. Something like that. Nina Turner says the government is failing the American people. This is a result of putting corporations above people. <laughs> Life expectancy going down. Uh, yeah. Now, of course. I think she knew that it was COVID, though. She's not as stupid as she presents herself. <laughs> uh, yes, COVID is causing these numbers. Her excuse for this is that since we got our economy going and let people go back to work... That is prioritizing corporate profits over public health. Um, she says forcing people back to work too soon in a pandemic to maximize profits. Yes, maximizing profit. You look at the profits from 2020. They got maximized. Really, I mean, just the highest stuff you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, absolutely contributed to the spread of COVID causing the drop. Yes, really. I'm trying to work my head around this scenario where um, profits over the people, profits over people. Now, what I wonder is, do the people need things, you know, or do they just, is everyone a prepper? They all got all the stuff that they need to make it through everything. Well, if the government helped them, they would. Okay. Yeah. The problem is the government is prioritizing corporate greed. But the government, let's just say the government's going to do that. Does the government need the things to help people, you know, stuff? No, you just have them. They're just there. Stockpile. Just, national stockpile. Probably got yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I That's got right. you. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the thing is, uh, the people can't survive if there aren't things that can either be sent to their house or that they can go out to a things store and get the things, whatever it is. Uh, that's not good or for the people Or they sell either. things. They sell. People sell things. And for those things to be able to be sold, other people got to make them. And other people got to sell them. Or but, no one got no stuff. But we don't want to sell them. We just want to give them away. You can't even give them away because they can't be made without people going to make them whatever the stuff people is. People should make them for free. They can make them for free. That's fine, but not during a pandemic. Mm. You can't do that. Having people go make things for free, that's putting people over people. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah the, I like how we've made it all the way around to this still doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Let's yeah, and those people shouldn't be forced to work. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just we would just have all. Do you remember? We got a roll because we got a Robert Reich video. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead with your. Do you remember though? But do you do you remember that we we ran out of toilet paper? We did in the middle of a of a pandemic. We ran out of toilet paper. Couldn't make enough toilet paper for people to even buy, let alone give away. Mm-mm. Just couldn't couldn't ran out. And of course, because we ran out of that, we ran out of paper towels, which was like the next go to baby wipes. Baby wipes, wipes were fine. Kleenexes, those were fine. They were priced up high enough. Mm. That there were still baby wipes on the shelves, in my experience. So, all right, next. Let's. So we're skipping all the way to number eight now. Okay. Because of time, we have a video that we have to go through. Okay. Number eight. <laughs> all right. From Axios. Twitter's suspension of several journalists last night was unprecedented. There's never been an attempt by a major social media platform <laughs> to suspend so many journalists all at once. Unless they were for the New York Post. Unless, yeah. <laughs> That's the only way. Mm-hmm. Never before seen, except if you were talking about the Hunter Biden laptop. Or COVID, yeah. anything that didn't line up. I mean, we got new Twitter files we haven't gone through. They started outing people on COVID uh, yesterday, I think. Uh, on that whole, maybe the day before. I can't remember what day it was. I think it was yesterday on Twitter files billion mm. that, uh, that just came out. Uh, you also... S- so I've seen this trick. You don't classify people 
um, that work for, say, uh, Project Veritas, like James O'Keefe. He's not a journalist. He's just this uh, right-wing hack, troll misinformationist. Well, that's not a journalist. He doesn't work for a reputable company. According to these people, he doesn't have the journalismic card. Alex that, Jones, that not a journalist. That's not a journalist. Probably true. That's yeah, probably. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, we know how dumb that is. Uh, still, this is in number eight. Um, the FBI responded to some of this stuff, and they say it's unfortunate that conspiracy theorists and others are feeding the American public misinformation with the sole purpose of attempting to discredit the agency. That is a requ- their response to the uh, Twitter files released so far. A perfect response. Just the yeah conspiracy That's theorists. That's what's happening. Misinformation. Mm-hmm discrediting the agency and probably they're publishing actual emails (laughs) just emails like real emails and it's a conspiracy theory still it's not even saying you know musk hasn't well he did say prosecute fauci but these journalists have still not said well they broke the law or something like that they're just saying here's what happened here's the conversation between the people now people online they're coming out and they're saying all the stuff like oh we gotta prosecute these people for emailing each other that'll never happen no uh, there are, there is some case, there is a little bit of case history that could help if someone uh, like Twitter could actually sue the government, potentially. Might be able to get some damages, I'm not sure. Uh, there are, actually is some precedent on the, uh, surprisingly, on the government using the implication of potential future force, if you don't listen to their advisements, um, that uh, has not gone well for the government in the past. Mm. So we'll see. But that's the FBI making such an FBI statement. Oh, man. Not surprised. Okay. Did you say Nazi-prized? A nazi prize? Yeah. That's what you said. Oh, no, we're talking about Robert Reich III. Okay, let's get to Robert Reich. Um, he had some holiday advice uh, for everyone, Christmas advice for your family. This is an hour-long video? No. Is oh, it, is that one minute? Uh, it doesn't say. No, it starts at one Oh, uh, it's like the zero line. So let's see. This is the advice for dealing with your family at the holidays from Robert Reich the Third. Why can't I? It's so hard for how to expand things on the Mac. There we go. Happy holidays to you and yours. Holidays with the family are great, but they can sometimes be complicated. Happy holidays, Uncle Bob. What's good about them? I'm paying too much in taxes to support poor people who are sitting on their duffs. Good old Uncle Bob. Sweet man. Wrong. Here are some suggestions to help answer the favorite arguments of the Uncle Bob in your holiday gathering. Actually, Uncle Bob, the top tax rate, which I assume you're paying, is just a little more than half what it was for four decades before 1981. And only a tiny percent of your taxes go to the poor. By the way, the poor are working harder than ever, often 60 or 70 hours a week in more than one job. But they aren't paying any income taxes. You see, he just wants to talk about income taxes. That's a trick. What you need to do is talk about the total tax burden. Actually, Uncle Bob, they're paying a higher share of their incomes than you are for Social Security, state sales taxes, property taxes, user fees, and tolls. Add all these up, and the entire bottom half of Americans is probably paying a higher tax rate than you pay. No, 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 they're not. They're not. He's not even close. No. Now he did qualify it with probably. So I guess he gave himself an out right there. He said, it's probable that they're paying that. No, he's using that 
Saws and Zuckman study that was debunked even by the Washington Post talking about how wrong this was. And I mean, I brought some of the figures. He's still, do, he's still doing this. It's amazing. And uh, one of the, the things that they brought up was that they actually included the uh, Social Security contributions in those uh, tax rates. And uh, the author I was reading was saying, well, that's not even fair anyway, because that's not a normal tax. That's actually a payment towards a direct benefit that you're going to receive uh, later on in life. That should be treated more as like a retirement thing that you're, that you're paying for. You're going to receive money back. Anyway, even when they do it, uh, they do it with in the Saws and Zuckman study. And sure, the lower percentile people, they're paying higher amount to total tax, effective tax rate uh, than the people that are in the top bracket, like uh, like Bob. Except they also did not count the earned income tax credit. The fact the that people, people who are making money. The people <laughs> actually make money or all the money that they paid in taxes actually just goes back to them. Maybe they didn't make money off of it, but they all get it back. That's not included in the study that economist Robert Reich is saying that you should respond to your wacky MAGA uncle when he says that they're not paying any taxes. He's, he wants you to cite faulty statistics that even the Washington Post said and Forbes and several other uh, Wall Street Journal, all of them said, were total BS statistics because they didn't count the, what people end up paying after the earned income tax credit. But those are the ones you're supposed to use. Mm-hmm. You, well, we don't like negative numbers, Nate. No. So we got to stop at zero. He also says something like, uh, you're probably paying a higher... Or the... Uh, so... Taxes, he said. Well, actually, they're not. They're they're only a quarter of the rate that they used to be. You know, before 1980, like that even matters. First off, the fact that they were super high in the 50s or whatever. I don't. You know how many shits I give? It's less than two, and it's even less than one. Okay, I don't give any of them about about it. But when you look at the average effective tax rate of the top one percent, even with the crazy high 90 billion percent that they were taking um it's barely gone down from 42 percent down to 36.4 percent this was in 2010 i'm sure it's down the 10 percent now right it's probably what's happened um no it barely moved down afterwards because no one was paying that top tax bracket no one was paying 90 percent. no it was over two hundred thousand dollars in the year 1955 could probably count the people that were paying that on one hand and Charlie's dad's feet. Because <laughs> he doesn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's go back into it, Robert. But if the government taxes people like me, the economy suffers because we're the job creators. Every holiday, I hear about this job creator stuff. Even Uncle Bob, if he thinks about it, brilliant businessman I'm sure he is, knows that he only hires people when he has customers. Actually, Uncle Bob, the real job creators are the vast middle class and the poor, whose spending motivates companies to add jobs. Without customers, there'd be no jobs. That's the real economic problem. The wages of most people haven't gone anywhere for 35 years if you adjust for inflation. Most of the economy's gains have gone to the top 1%. Ah, the problem is labor. Job creators, Charlie. Mm-hmm. The customers are the real job creators. They are. Without, without the customers, how are you going to have a business? Did you want to go uh, open the door? I bet you there is a line of people out there wanting to give us some money right now. Mm-hmm. I bet there are. Yeah. A bunch of them. 
we need to let them in. That's kind of rude keeping them out there. Just you know, all the all the customers of Apple knew they wanted an iPhone mm-hmm. before Apple even created one. They all got together. They had a vote. They kicked around their ideas a bunch. A bunch. They got in a group of some kind, and they're like, "You know what we want? And we want this company over there that makes these weird giant computer things. We want them to make this device to put it, you know, a smartphone, and put it in your hand." And it was mm-hmm. because the customers got together and voted to have that. That's the only reason that we ever got it. Yep. The products, yeah, they don't come first. Mm-mm. The customers. Mm-mm. You have to have customers. It's... Now, obviously, you need people buying products, obviously, to have an income. But you have to have you have to invest in the products first before people know that they want them or need them. It's like, it's the chicken and the egg. It's the chicken or the egg, only we literally have an answer to this one. You cannot buy something that has not been created. So it's chicken or the egg, except you can actually trace this back to how it started. And there is not, I'm not going to walk out the door and someone's going to hand me a bunch of money when I go out there and say, make me a product so I can buy it from your son. Right. That's not what's going to happen. No. And these people are so fixed in the right now, they cannot imagine new businesses being created. He doesn't make any, any effort to think about new businesses being created. How does that happen? New jobs. He's only thinking about the current businesses that exist Right now, that's it. And if you were running the economy, we'd still have A&P grocery chain, and we'd be ordering shit from Sears and Roebuck catalogs, and uh, we'd all... Bell, we'd, Bell South, or <laughs> Bell, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. We'd all have, at least we'd all have, you know, Bell South landlines. They don't think about new things ever, and it no. takes someone investing to create Amazon that. has always been here. Just always. Since the beginning of time. You've uh, always been able to get two-day shipping. So... Okay. Unions. If they criticize unions, tie the decline of unions to what's happened to middle class incomes. Actually, Uncle Bob, unions built the great American middle class of the 1950s and 60s, giving workers bargaining power to get a fair share of the economy's gains. But because union membership has plummeted from a third of all private sector workers then to fewer than 7% now, the median wage has been stagnant and the middle class has been shrinking. So, I suppose... He throws out every stupid foul. The middle class has been shrinking. That's like a favorite thing that people like to say. Why, Charlie? Why is the middle class shrinking? Probably from trickle-down economics. It's all trickle-down economics. That's why. No, because they're moving up into the higher classes. On average. You can track this on average. Not everyone, clearly. Okay? Some middle class is shrinking. Some of them go lower, but mostly it's people moving up into the upper... Upper class, whatever you call that. Upper class? Middle? Upper middle, middle class. Seems, seems weird. Higher class? Lower? The, I don't know. The upper middle. You want to raise the minimum wage, too. Be ready for this one. That'll mean fewer jobs, because with a higher minimum wage, employers will substitute machines. Or send the jobs abroad, rather than pay people more. Actually, Uncle Bob, research shows a higher minimum wage creates more jobs because people spend most of their paychecks in the local economy, thereby fueling job growth. I have to fix it. And it's also good for employers because it leads to more loyal and reliable employees and less turnover. You know what you are? You're a socialist! Pause there real quick. We've got no... Studies show that a higher minimum wage that's actually doesn't create any job loss whatsoever, right? It creates more jobs. More jobs. Yeah. It's not even like the actual CBO itself or the Bureau of Labor or any of them, when they talk about the minimum wage going up, they literally account for people losing their jobs. 
or when that happens. Like they say it's going to happen, mm. but they're actually saying it's going to create more because it's uh, this this Keynesian idea that where you're going to get people more money and they're going to spend more of it uh, at the businesses, so the businesses will have to hire more people. This. It's this whole idea of me taking this surge protector and plugging it into itself, and that's how we're going to run this computer, which is actually not even plugged in right now, uh, I guess, because I was forgot to plug it in down there. But anyway, it doesn't matter because it's a MacBook, and it hasn't, hasn't gone dead like the other one. It's got 80 hours. It's got a billion hours. Yeah, that's a, yeah. it's the whole you know unlimited credit card. If, if, it, if this were true, if you extrapolate the idea all the way out, and it's true, we've gone over this a million times, you just give everybody an unlimited spending amount, and the economy would grow so fast. Why 25? Overnight. Why 30? Why not 50? Yeah. Why not 100? If the more you raise the minimum wage, you don't have any job loss, you just have more jobs, then why are we talking about 15 or 20 or 25? It creates more jobs because people have more money to spend at companies, and companies take in more profits, therefore they create more jobs. We just need to keep increasing it. The minimum wage should go up every hour. It should. Every just hour. Like in, just, 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 just like in Weimar Republic. You boom. Know? Goes yeah. up every hour. And then everybody would have billions of trillions of dollars. And we would be like, it would just be magical. Yeah. I, I That makes perfect sense, man. They Press. start the ad hominem attacks. Oh, you've yeah. Won. Sorry. Once they start the ad hominem attacks, you've won. No, Uncle Bob. I'm just interested in facts, not labels. By the way, we missed that. Said he was a socialist. Call, yeah. He called him a socialist. And Robert Wright says that once your opponent starts ad hominem attacks, you've won the argument. Now, I can scroll through Robert Wright's Twitter feed right now, probably find 10 times he called someone a Nazi in the last day or so, more than likely. The gaslighting, what is it about gaslighting? It just gets you so worked up. You also, know? and then he also said, no, I just like facts. <laughs> what facts? What facts? I like, want to punch them in the face, but they've always said it's not good to punch down. <laughs> yeah. Don't choke on your apple pie, Uncle Bob. Or in the spirit of being hopeful around the holidays, this may happen. Name calling will get you nowhere, Uncle Bob. You know, we have much more in common than it seems. You care about America. I care about America. We all want a stronger economy. We're all worried about money and politics. We want to leave a better world for our kids. Oh, God. An inequality media <sighs> production. <laughs> mm. Just wonderful. That's Dumb Bleep number nine. That is the final uh, Dumb Bleep of the day. So uh, let me put in the numbers. We'll run through right quick in the normal Dumb Bleep channel. Or five, and some of these we didn't even cover. Let me tell you what they are, and while you're voting, Charlie will tell you something great about how God hates feds and join Gmail. Why won't this go back? As soon as you tell them what they are. I'm trying. Yeah, once we get back to the beginning. It's going slow. Scrolling. That's why it's important to plug stuff in, because it runs on lower speed when it's not plugged in. You know? Is that true? Well, can my last fact, computer did. Can someone fact check that? My last computer did. Number one is the $1.7 trillion uh, with uh, 18 Republicans crossing the aisle to get the job done. All right. That's number one. Number two, Zelensky and his speech. All right. And the Ukrainian flag hoisted. 
which uh, sounds like a sounds like a takeover, kind of like a coup kind of thing. I don't I don't know what's going on. It's not as bad as Chan Six, like Charlie said. Though mm-hmm. number three, Jace. Speaking of January six panelists, points to uh, we got to get rid of the electoral college. That's the problem. That's why we had January six in the first place. Mm-hmm. It was because of this. Number four. Um, Texas grid emergency, bunch of that. Um, not many people talking about TVA and the uh, almost 300,000 people out of power. And we're upset about that because it affected us a bunch. Number five, um, this picture of Kyle Rottenhouse from Bette Midler. This is grooming. And in- included number five is the Marines might ban the use of Sir and Ma'am. So I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Mm-hmm. Number six is Nina Turner. Uh, saying that the government is failing the American people. Why should you say that? Because life expectancy in the United States dropped during the COVID pandemic. And that's the government failing people because we prioritized profits over public health. If we just would have kept everyone who creates things closed and allowed no one to go to work, everyone in the country would have been totally fine. And given everything out for free. See, we skipped number seven, which was a two-parter. That's okay. Number eight was Twitter and Axio said this is there's never been an attempt by a major social media platform to suspend so many journalists. It's never happened. And uh, also the FBI's response uh, talking about conspiracy theorists and misinformation. And then number nine was the Robert Reich the third video. And as always, number 10 is Chuck. <laughs> All right, y'all get your votes in, get your votes in. Uh, people want to know where they can buy your shirt. The one you're wearing. So are you going to create one similar? <laughs> I need to find where my dad got it. He said it was on a random Facebook app. My shirt I'm wearing says government. It's like a review. Government one star, very bad, would not recommend. It's um, pretty popular on our social media over the weekend. Go to GodHatesFeds.com. So maybe they'll be there. GodHatesFeds.com. GoodMorningLiberty.us, whatever. Just go find it. And uh, maybe soon we'll have a shirt like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have other options, though, for the time being. So GodHatesFeds.com, go there. Uh, If you want to learn about the market, go to Nate's Crash Course, Nate'sCrashCourse.com. And uh, then also JoinGML.com. Got to do JoinGML. Be part of the voting process. We're doing Dumb Bleep of the Year on Thursday live. Live. Doing it live before we go to the Cowboys game. It's going to be a great time. Except for the Cowboys game, they're going to lose to the Titans. I don't, so, think, I don't think so. Yeah, they're going to. Mm, I don't think so. I've got a terrible track record of games that I go to. If if they get Ryan Tannehill back, it's potential, but not with Malik Willis. Willis is not a great quarterback. Back up for the Titans. I'm never going to plan on the Cowboys winning the game, so I'm just going to say they're going to lose. Okay. I have to. Who wins? I don't know. I They're don't, going into the... It looks like it's, it's going to be the Ukrainian flag, Zelensky, the kiss with Pelosi, the uh, the weird um, holy session that happened also. Uh, overall, weirdness seems to be very anti-American, but what does that even mean these days? I don't know. If you're anti-Ukrainian, you're anti-American. That's anyway. true. So yeah. I guess it was a, the most They're, pro... Having the president of another country... Uh, give a speech where they ask for our money to be forcefully given to them for God knows what to stop another government from doing bad things and then having them speak and then hoisting their flag up 
behind them in our hall, in our actual chambers. They're making out with the Speaker of the House. Where the <laughs> the foundation of democracy itself, uh, if you don't agree with that, then you're against America. Yeah, that's true. All right. That's the winner of the Dumb Bleep this week. Dumb Bleep of the Year on Thursday, like we said, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with a friend, a family member, and a foe this holiday season. Uh, share it with Robert Reich and Uncle Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they need it now more than ever. And the children. God save the little baby children in a helicopter. Uh, if you do all that, we'll be back again on Thursday. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs>